Hi, this is Robert, one half of the 12 Pound Podcast. As you've come to learn, my mom, Bobby, and I discuss life's changes and how we hope to help you face them through shared stories and experiences. I'm excited to share this as our first bonus episode in what we expect will be a number of shorter interviews where we carry our full-length episodes into discussions with interesting people who have experienced the challenges changes can bring. Uh, Solve Imsdal is part of Team USA Rowing, competing in the women's lightweight pair. She has competed successfully both nationally and internationally on behalf of Team USA and trains in Philadelphia with the Vesper Boat Club. Most recently, her and Lainey Tierney won the lightweight pair at the 2022 U.S. Rowing Summer National Championships and claimed a spot on this year's U.S. national team. They have earned the right to represent the United States at the 2022 World Rowing Championships this September in the Czech Republic. So a big congratulations to them. We are very excited to be interviewing Salve uh, before this big moment. Uh, in addition to rowing, Salve plays and teaches piano and also paints. Some of her paintings can be found on our Instagram page, as well as a showing in a few area restaurants, which we'll share with our listeners. For most of us, piano and painting are hobbies, but last year, Salve won an art competition and had her work featured on the cover of the Head of the Schuylkill program and an award-winning piano player. Uh, she has taken prizes in Germany and Russia over the years, so a true Renaissance person. Uh, it's really a pleasure to welcome her, and we are excited for this opportunity to interview Salve. Salve. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Thanks, thanks for, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. We are sitting in Fairmount Chiropractor on Fairmount Avenue in Philadelphia, where we both live. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been living here? I moved here in 2013 after I graduated college. Okay. So you went right to Philadelphia? Yeah. And that, I've been in the Fairmount area since. Okay. And that's where the rowers go? Um, a lot of rowers live in Fairmount. Some live in Brewerytown, located around the boathouse. Makes sense. Is, yeah. And how many boathouses are there down there that you're aware of? I think it's eight. Okay. And you're part of the Vesper. Yeah, Vesper Boat Club. Uh, most recently, her and Lainey Tierney. Is it mm -hmm. Lainey? Mm -hmm. Is it Elaine? Elaine, but I call her Lainey. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> Can I call her Lainey on this podcast? Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> Thanks, Lainey. Her and Lainey Tierney won the lightweight pair 2022 U.S. Rowing Summer National Championships and have claimed a spot on this year's U.S. national team, earning the right to represent the United States at the 2022 World Rowing Championships this September in the Czech Republic. Yep. Congratulations. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah, How excited were you? I'm excited. At first, it took a while to sink in, but now as we get closer to departure, I'm getting more and more excited. What and I'm sure once I see the course there, it'll hit me. What does the departure look like? I mean, I would assume it, it's a lot of steps to get there. Yeah, yeah. We have to continue to prioritize training and recovery um, as number one, but then you also have a lot of moving parts just to get ready, a lot of logistics, meetings, um, getting the gear and a lot of new things that you're just dealing with um, in addition to training. And part of that is fundraising. And we know you have a GoFundMe page, which we are going to be putting up on our Instagram and website. So yeah. please check out that GoFundMe page because I know it's not uh, cheap or easy no, to no. get to the Czech Republic with yeah. a boat. Exactly. <laughs> and do you ship your boat? Do you ship the, do you ship the coaches and the boat? Um, yeah, we pack our coaches up and ship them in a box. Do you? Good. <laughs> Hopefully they're lightweights. <laughs> Uh, no, they're gonna they're gonna be above on top of the plane. <laughs> oh, um, but we the boats are shipped out for us, and we we get a boat when we're out there. It's oh. gonna be a different boat that we're rowing right now, so, um, but we do have a, a week before racing to get used to it. Are the dimensions? I mean, I would assume everything is the same. So you've got the same length, same width, same weight. The oars are the exact same. Um, the boat's made a little differently. It's similar to driving like a different model car. Hmm. Um, so it'll run through the water a little bit, 
bit differently. Um, the way we apply power might have to change a little bit. There will be tiny tweaks that we'll have to make to our rowing within that week of preparation. That's a lot of pressure. Yes. <laughs> how do you how do you manage it? It's a variable that we can't control, so we just we we've learned to focus on the things we can control, and then prepare as best as we can for the moving parts, so that we're ready. Is that a discipline you had to learn, or is that something that you've always had? That's uh, something a lot of people wish they could do just in life. Yeah. Is I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think it's something that my parents taught me, and then as you go through life, you just work on perfecting it. And you have a sister? You have a twin sister? Mm-hmm, yeah. Is she a rower as well? We both rode in college. We were both recruited to row in college. And Same college? Yep. Nice, at Cornell? Mm-hmm. And how was that? How was it rowing with your sister? It was great. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Is yeah. she in Philadelphia now? No, she's in North Carolina. Is she going to go to? Ch- are, is your family going to go out to the Czech Republic? Um, half of the, I think half of them will come out. I have um, the good a, half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have a twin sister and three brothers. Oh wow! Um, and some of them are going to come watch me race. My sister is my biggest fan. She comes to all my races. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great. And from Detroit, Michigan, and you did you went to school in Germany? So how did that how did that happen? Um, I was High born. School, in, I, I was born in Detroit, but then I grew up in Germany. My parents moved there when I was one, so I spent my whole childhood in Germany, hmm. and then I came to the U.S. for college. What's that recruitment? So you were rowing in high school. Were you recruited by Cornell? Mm-hmm. Yep, I started rowing two years before college in high school, and then I was recruited to row at Cornell. Continued rowing there with my twin, and then I continued training after I graduated. And when you're recruited, do you have to do a a year in the freshman? The freshman. Um. Or did you go right into, did they recruit you into a four or into an eight or into a pair? I think our year was the last year that they still had a freshman team. And after that, they combined it all. I wrote at the University of Vermont. And I remember the freshman team was a good way to narrow down who was actually going to be rowing. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a really strong year our year. We had a lot of good recruits. Yeah, they were a good recruiter. They actually recruited two rowers from the University of Vermont, our two best rowers. Mm. So mm-hmm. thanks for ruining our program. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were rowing on the We were rowing through icebergs, as you probably were, too. We in were, the too, yeah. The coaches had to go out and break the ice for us so yeah, we could compete. We, ours did the same. And we, we lost a lot of boats. We lost a lot of good boats. Mm. And we did not have a big budget. So it was always a, it was always a very important part of the, the, yeah, the, part of the regimen for the coaches. Yeah. You're breaking the ice. So speaking about breaking the ice, so when you had to meet Lainey for the first time, mm-hmm. what was that like? Because I, I know it, it sounded like from when we had an opportunity to speak last, you're, are you paired with people or is it kismet? Is, does it just happen given the fact that it's a relatively small community? It's a little bit of both. There were a few people at our club that uh, we tried different combinations. Um, she had just joined Vesper after she graduated Temple. So we were actually a pretty new combination, but we, I could tell there was a lot of potential. And going into trials, we'd only actually rode together for like three, four weeks, wow. which was kind of crazy. That's very we crazy. We were just trying to like make it through so that we'd have more time to train and prepare for Worlds. And it's been nice to have more time together. And you did a quad before. So did you go from the four to the two? Yeah. Most year, year round, I usually train in a single. And then I just jumped in the pair with Lainey um, a few weeks before trials, which is already a big adjustment, switching from sculling to sweeping. It's like... Yeah, it's a different motion. Uh, yeah, completely. That's interesting. So if you, um, given the fact that it worked so well and you just keep kind of going with her, mm-hmm. and she lives in Philadelphia as well, so mm-hmm. it works out in terms of logistics. Yeah, we both train at the same boat club. Okay. So we go out, we practice together every day. Are you here year-round? Yep. Okay, so this is home now? Yep. Buck Sometimes down. I'll do extended training trips like to Florida or somewhere warmer, but this is where this is my home base i saw on your gofundme page that you were up in princeton is that a regular stop as well we just have been going up there on the weekends to do pieces against other boats 
and that's where the national team trains. So we've been driving up on weekends to get some time on the course up there. And do you have a coach? Like, how are coaches assigned? Like, is is it, does Team USA assign the coach, or do you all have to find your own coach? Or the do they find Vesper you? Vesper Boat Club has a coach um, that they hire, and then the HP team trains under that coach. But not all boat boathouses on Boathouse Row have a high performance coach. Hmm. There are just a few that have high performance teams. Is that why you chose that boathouse? Yep. Yep. Because they of have the a coach? good program. Uh, we have a few right now, actually, a few coaches. That you have a few coaches. Do you find that each one has a different style that yeah. you have to it? Yeah, yeah. What style sure. resonates with you? Um, you I like prefer the coaches that are more silent and observe more before they speak, just because I get overwhelmed easy by a lot of information. And there's a whole variety of coaches out there. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. She's not here now, but my mom is a life coach. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the, like, the characteristics of speaking with people about, you know, changes in their life is really kind of taking in what's going on. You're coaching the person and not the, not the situation. Yep. Yep. When you're processing that information, is it, do you find that's why rowing resonated with you as an athlete? It, it doesn't look like a complicated sport. I think from a lay person's perspective or someone who's never had experience in a boat or rowing before, mm -hmm. um, do you, do you find it to be complicated or do you think it's um, it's really about strength, endurance, and kind of the, the will to, to pull hard. Um, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think it is complex, and I've been running for 16 years, and I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> um, but in a way, it's also very simple, and that's what I love about it too. It's like if you just relax and just let the boat run, it almost gets easier. Mm. And I just love the process of perfecting and um, getting faster and just seeing how far I can go with the tools I was given hmm. personally. So what's the off season like for you then? Is there an off season? Not Since really. You're going to Florida? We just, yeah, we just get maybe a few weeks after our biggest race of the year okay. and we train year round. We just change the way we train. So how much time do you spend on a rowing machine then, an ergometer relative to the boat? Uh, we spend more time on land in the winter. Mm -hmm. In this, Right now we're just on the water. We go out every morning and then the afternoons we either lift or cross train or we go out again. And then in the winter, we transition to the erg when it gets too cold. Do you mind sharing what your typical day is like? No, not at all. all right. <laughs> yeah, I wake up at 5.06. <laughs> By design? Yeah, I don't like waking up even numbers, so it's always like a random... Oh, <laughs> a random that's interesting. So are there other areas of your life that you don't like even numbers? <laughs> or you like... Just my alarms. Just your I alarms. I don't like setting it for like 5 a.m. Okay. So it's always like something more random. Right now, it's 5.06. Lainey and I meet it for practice at six with our coach and I like to have time for breakfast and then I get there and do my mobility before practice we launch at six um, go out we're usually back in by eight sometimes I stay after and do extra minutes or stretch so I usually leave there around 8 30 or 9 come back home work and afternoon session depends on if we're doing it together or on our own so I'll either go back at like one to three or if we're doing it together, I'll go five to seven because she works a full time job. Wow. What time's bedtime? Um, nine at the latest. Now, nowadays, sometimes it's even seven. That's Whenever I'm tired, I get to bed. You just go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Is it hard for you? Do you sleep well? Are you a good sleeper? Yeah. Yeah. And it does help to get to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time because then your body gets really conditioned. Mm hmm. And as soon as time rolls around, it's like your body just naturally falls asleep. Are there people in the sport who can do it with less sleep? Like um, you have, have you met people who are like, oh, I sleep four hours a night? 
You and can only still... do that for so long until your body wears out. Yeah, then it's yeah, it's a short shelf life. Yeah, sleep is one of the most important things as an athlete. Good nutrition. Do you have a assigned like a sleep coach, or are there a nutritionist and uh, somebody who helps you, or is it just kind of coming not through the boathouse? Uh, Lainey and I are working with a nutritionist individually. It's one of the expenses that we have that we are paying for out of pocket. And I've just learned about sleep through reading and studying and doing work on my own. What else do you do in terms of like cross training? Is there anything else besides rowing? Do you we run? We lift two, three times a week. Um, we run, we bike, whatever whatever we prefer. Sometimes some people swim, yoga, all sorts of things just to stay fit. And that's all incorporated in your regular routine. And do your coaches, are they aware of the cross training as well? Are there any things they tell you not to do? Sometimes they assign cross training, but sometimes we also change the plan based on what we feel like we need and usually it's in communication with the coach it, it must be interesting i would think uh as you're getting older like st- you're still being coached it's something you know in grade school and high school and then into college but now as an adult you still have a coach who's kind of working with you does it feel more like a um like a partnership than it did in say high school or college um i think as you get older you learn what works for you and what doesn't and you also have to take more responsibility in being proactive about the things that you need. So you just start to take ownership of your training and communicate it with the coach more. Whereas when I was younger, I just did everything that the coach did told me to do mm-hmm. because I didn't always know what the best was for myself. But I feel like now I know better what works and what doesn't. So we didn't meet because you were a rower. We met because you were a piano player mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. could piano lessons as well. Uh, but you have quite a career in piano. How did uh, How long have you been playing and... Yeah, what are you doing with it now besides giving lessons? Um, I started playing the piano when I was four. All my siblings play instruments too, so I grew up uh, around music. We'd practice, we'd compete, we'd perform, we'd have lessons every week. We'd travel around Europe and give concerts for weddings, birthdays, all sorts of events. So European of you. Were you in Russia? I was in Russia. You and actually, I won a competition in Russia. You did, a okay. competition. <laughs> I'm incredibly impressed, but also, too, that the American stereotype, I think, of a German musician would be someone who's won competitions <laughs> and is traveling around Eastern Europe yeah. doing very well. That's exciting. And then I actually continued to study music in college. I majored in music, so I continued to play piano. Um, after I graduated, I wanted to stay in touch with piano, so I started teaching. And now I, t- I teach kids from the area. And you also paint? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And when did th- where did the painting start, and when did it start? My dad taught me the basics before college. I didn't make time for it in college, and then I picked it up after college, mostly self-taught. Yeah, now I, now I paint. <laughs> Do you find that it's meditative? It is, yeah. You can really get in the zone, and I forget about time. I forget about everything when I'm painting. I just put my headphones on, and I just get in the zone. It's really cool. What do you paint with? What, uh, Acrylics material? on canvas mostly. I've seen a few of the pictures. We'll definitely post them to inst- Instagram so everyone can see them. I know a few of the paintings are being displayed now at some area restaurants. Is that right? Yeah, right now I have them up at OCF, which is a coffee shop on Fairmont. Yeah. Uh, we'll put the address for everybody. And then also uh, at Solomay's, which is a hair salon, Fairmont. Good but they're gonna, I'm going to take them down the end of the month. Um, You're going to take them to the Czech Republic for the race? <laughs> they're part of the I just I <laughs> want the back of my apartment. My walls are pretty empty in my apartment right now. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, that's wonderful. Well, a real Renaissance person. It's nice to hear. Yeah, except I don't like riding horses. No, fighting with swords. That makes sense. That's good. <laughs> that's a little harder to find in Philadelphia. You can find horses. Uh, you can probably find swords too. <laughs> it's a pretty crazy city. 
Oh, that's good. That's well. That's good. So it sounds like you really are able to find time for other things besides just rowing, which it, it's you know obviously you guys have done an incredible job. So mm-hmm. it's exciting. We're all rooting for you. It's nice to have you all competing in the world. So thanks. When thanks. I found out, we were telling everybody, and we were very excited that you sat down for the interview as well. It's been great. So yeah, my pleasure. So we want to thank Solve for joining us today. Uh, this has been a great conversation and our first mini interview of hopefully a series of, of more as we come uh, through the next months. Uh, but before we finish, I want to thank our sponsor, Maury's Piers. Maury's Piers, located on the boardwalk in Wildwood, New Jersey, is a classic seaside amusement park, family owned and operated since 1969. If you haven't been to Maury's Piers, what are you waiting for? Solving. You should go as soon as you win. You should actually say that when you win the gold, you can say, they're going to ask, well, what are you going to do now? Say, I'm going to Maury's Piers <laughs> instead of Disney World. Visit them at Surfside Pier featuring the Ocean Oasis Water Park and Beach Club at 25th Avenue, Mariner's Landing Pier featuring Raging Waters Water Park at Scalinger Avenue, and Adventure Pier at Spencer Avenue. Sounds good to me. Good. Well, I hope you can join us down in Wildwood at some point. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. This was wonderful. Okay, bye.